0: so here's the real mystery how do regular folks like you and me who have families and real lives who have careers and regular nine-to-fives really fare in the personal finance game why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios.
1: Welcome to another edition of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I am your host. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Before we get started, we got to make sure that the credit boss, credit coach, aka Miss Amazing is in the house. Eva Palacios, are you there?
2: <laughs> I sure am. I kinda like my title today. I got miss amazing. <laughs>
1: that's right. That's right. Hey, you do amazing work. You're helping a lot of people out. uh you know, we, we see you uh, you know, on Facebook just blessing people. So yeah, absolutely. I think it's fitting. I think it's fitting. There we go. There we go. I'm gonna use that as a new
2: hashtag.
1: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they call me
2: Miss Amazing. There it is. <laughs> hey,
1: well, you can turn people's lives around, and they can get you know some some cool things happening for their families. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, how you doing? I'm
2: good. I'm good. This week has been crazy. I've been really, really busy this week with you know a bunch of game plans and just blessed. I love seeing people take action, and and most importantly you know, the follow ups, you know, hey, can I, you know, is it okay if I do this? Or how about this? And yeah, this week has been crazy busy. I love it.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been uh, pretty busy myself. uh, Just trying to, you know, continue to continue to build. We got some amazing things coming. (laughs) So I've been hard at work, uh, making sure that we, you know, got everything going on the back end, everything is going to hopefully run smooth. Um, big announcements coming, uh, in a few weeks. Uh, so you guys definitely stay tuned. Um, but one thing also I've been doing, uh, lately <clears throat> has been, uh, you know, since, you know, trying to, uh, evolve, you know, and, and mature and, and do better things. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, thanks to Eva, uh, improving myself. Um, and you know, not, not not that I was too bad before, but I definitely you know am on the road of recovery. <laughs> Let's just say we are growing. Uh,
2: I like to call it growth. There you go, growth. We are growing.
1: That's right, growth. <laughs> there you go. So one thing I'm also doing though is you know kind of taking a look at um, you know my body and 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 trying to be be more healthy. And I know Eva's been on that yes. uh, that kick. Sometimes you we we talk and you're you're like actively running. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I was like, hold on, let me catch my breath. Don't mind me. I'm running. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is because awesome. sometimes
2: I, I gotta get that that idea out. Otherwise I'll forget it. Or when I do come to it, it doesn't sound as good. So I'm like, nope. Let me voice record and, and get my thoughts out.
1: <laughs> yes. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> uh but you know, it's interesting though, you know, just kinda, you know, this this concept of, you know, kind of uh, you know, building muscle. I just really started to think about it because I was like, man, you know, I, I love working out. Well, I used to love working out, I'll say. I used you know, I was an athlete when I was younger. And um, so I enjoyed li- lifting weights and being strong and all that stuff. And as I've gotten older, um, haven't done it as much. And obviously my body has, you know, responded. But as I'm, you know, getting back into it, you know, what I notice is, you know, um, working out hurts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it sure does. Oh my I mean, gosh.
1: You know, that soreness that you get, you know, after you, you, you get a nice, you know, burn it, you know, it, that, that soreness the next day. And, and sometimes for, you know, now, cause I'm like about to be 40 for the next couple of days, you know, I was <laughs> like, goodness.
2: It's crazy. You know, for those of you who, you know, follow me on my personal social media, you know, I've got, I've got a, a coach and, I go Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And man, this last week, like he's been like, okay, it's time to level up. We're increasing the weights. We're doing this. We're doing that. And I swear, like, I think I need to now push my appointments later on Tuesdays and Thursdays (laughs) (laughs) because when I wake up, I literally feel like a bus hit me. Wow. Like, I cannot. Move because that's how sore my muscles are. And I'm like, should I be feeling this way? Like, did I overdo it? Mm. But at the same time, I love the feeling because I know work is getting done. Mm -hmm. Like it hurts, but you know, work is getting done. So yeah, I feel extremely exhausted this week so far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the trainers say. They're like, it, it, you know, it's working because it hurts, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's uh-huh. a, such an interesting concept. And so like, it kind of made me think about like, uh, like credit, you know, and, 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 and how there's some parallels when it comes to personal finance, because, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, depending on your situations, um, and I'll just say, you know, for me, you know, it's a quick little story. Like, you know, this is my second go round of, you know, kind of rebuilding, um, if you will. Um, the first go round was when I was in my 20s and my, uh, my first marriage uh, ended, um, you know, basically because of certain situations, um, I had to file bankruptcy. Yeah. And I remember I was you know, young in my twenties and I was devastated. Cause I just, to me, I, I didn't know anything about bankruptcy. I just knew it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew that like, that meant like, uh, yeah, it just meant all the bad stuff. Yeah. And,
2: no, no, don't, don't go bankruptcy. It's bad. It's evil. exactly. It's, it's, it's that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. heard it all. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I just did not see a way for me to, you know, um, to recover, you know,
2: yeah,
1: but, It was it was really strange because in that in those moments, you know, I was really broken down. But and it kind of made me think about how muscles work too, because like when you're when you're building up muscle, you know, you have to break it down, you have to tear it, yeah, rebuild. And so it started making me think, like, man, you know, there's a lot of us that are right now in a situation where our credit is not exactly where we want it to be. Um, Maybe experienced some job loss. Maybe we've experienced some different hardships that you know. Or unforeseen, or foreseen, or just you know things we can't really avoid, right? It can get really discouraging, you know, because it's so painful. But yet at the same time, it feels like, you know, there's still light at the end of the tunnel because, you know, you know that's how muscles are built. That's how you get stronger is when you rip them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Crazy as it may sound, yeah.
1: So you know, so so I, I want you to, if you can, just kind of share with the audience like what does that process look like because i remember when i was starting to rebuild um i had um like a formula that i was given somewhat and it worked um uh, and then i quickly forgot about it and you know <laughs> just start spinning on my credit cards and doing whatever but <laughs> i'm just curious like you know if someone is in a situation right now where they're they're trying to you know build their credit muscle if you will yeah um, you know, some things are going to have to be torn apart, something has to be broken down, but how do you, how do you effectively build this, this credit muscle? Like, how do you, how do you build after like a hardship?
2: Right. And that's, that's an excellent question, especially with, you know, where we're at right now. You know, there's a lot of people that have suffered in, in a lot of different ways with income loss and things like that. And, um, and it's super important to know where you are actually at because one one person's rebuild is not going to be the same as another you know and i think that's super important to know yes there's general information out there on here's how you can rebuild but let let's take the bankruptcy situation let's okay. take the person that you know had to file bankruptcy because they didn't have any other choice you know and and sometimes people are you know people say well there's there's always choices there's always choices but like let's look at the worst case scenario let's look at bills going past due and then they go into collections and then creditors take legal action and they get judgments when they get a judgment they can dip into your bank account wipe you out they can place liens on property they can intercept tax refunds. So in situations like that, where people are forcefully taking money from you, that is, you know, potentially roof over your head, food on the table, lights on, sometimes you have no choice but to file bankruptcy because that's the only thing that's going to stop those garnishments from happening. Yeah. And is it a fun experience? Absolutely not. But that's why bankruptcy was created so that you're not put out on the street because creditors are garnishing your wages, you know? So sometimes people let their situation go so far and it gets so bad that monies are forcefully taken and then they got to go f- file bankruptcy. And now they got to figure out, well, how am I going to pay f- to file bankruptcy? yeah so no matter what, if you foresee a hardship happening, definitely get with the right people to to give you that type of information. You know again, I talked about this before. you go to a bankruptcy attorney they 're going to help you file bankruptcy. They are not going to talk to you about you know different options, but I do know a couple of years back a law was created, not necessarily a law, but as a part of the bankruptcy process, they do require everybody to do so many sessions or so many hours with a credit counselor so that somebody, Hmm. you know, an unbiased person can really educate you on what filing bankruptcy means. Because then you got some people that, you know, Think I should file a bankruptcy, but they only owe like three thousand dollars in debt, and it's like, mm. well, you're probably going to pay two thousand just to file, so that don't make no <laughs> sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about that person who's rebuilding out, you know, coming from a bankruptcy situation. You know, first off, you can rebuild credit anytime,
0: mm.
2: anytime. So let's just throw that out there because a lot of people think my situation is so bad that I'm never going to be able to get out of this hole. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that I've talked to in my credit sessions that are like, man, I really thought my credit was like really bad, but you don't make it sound bad at all. And I'm like, no, because you, as long as you got a roadmap, as long as you got that game plan catered to your situation, now you know whether or not it's easy to get out of the situation mm-hmm. or if it's still going to remain hard.
1: And but you know, not, I I could and I not to inter- interrupt you, but I could attest yeah. to that um, because, like, so after my, because so like I said, this is my second go around, mm-hmm. but after my first go around, I learned some stuff, was able to accumulate quite a bit, got myself that platinum MX, and was you know was <laughs> was, was fulfilling myself, yeah. making six <laughs> figures, <laughs> I was doing okay, yeah, um, and but basically, you know, I remember when we first talked. Uh, there were some things you saw on my report and then you you pretty much told me exactly like probably what I did to get to that place. And it was so funny. I was like, Yeah, that's what I was doing and I, <laughs> I did make those decisions. She's you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so but I also, you know, to, to your point, I did think, I was like, Man, like I don't I mean, I appreciate this the session, but this looks like I'm donezo. Like, you know, like this is <laughs> This is I'm buried, man. This is so much. Do I much need to bad. get a new
0: name and a social?
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, ain't no way I'm coming out of this. But you know, you really, you did break it down. You did show me, and you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, definitely understanding that there are certain things that get reported and certain things don't.
2: Yeah. And,
1: and also knowing a, a strategy and a way out. Like I didn't, I didn't, I did not see it. And when you uh, broke it down for me, I saw it. And I could tell you, just from you know. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to reveal, you know, yet, like, but I mean, we're doing better, right? We're doing better. Yeah. And I can, and I can see it. My wife can see it. We're both like, wow, this is, um, it's not as bad in and, and the world of recovery is, is is shorter than what we thought it was.
2: Yes. Yes. And, and just imagine that weight lifted off of your shoulders. I'm pretty sure you're, you know, you're thinking differently now, you're moving differently now, you're being intentional and strategic at the same time because of the game plan that was given to you and i think that's so important because again every situation is different but you know let's pretend okay you filed bankruptcy mm-hmm. you know and sometimes people file bankruptcy and they like never run their credit since because they're like okay, file bankruptcy, like, I don't need, like, I don't have nothing. Everything was wiped out. I don't need to take a look at it no more. I'm operating with cash. No, you need to be looking at your credit reports at least once a year, at least. Like, if you can be crazy addicted like me, and what we're checking every week, there you go. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, if you don't look to see what's going on, what if what's going on is incorrect? For example, you go to FA bankruptcy, you know, well, and let's clarify because there's two different types of bankruptcies. There's a chapter seven where your debts get wiped out. Then there's a chapter 13 where you are on a payment plan for three to five years where you make payments. And then at the end of your plan, a portion of the debt gets wiped out. So let's talk chapter seven where you think all of your debts get wiped out. It's super important the moment that bankruptcy is discharged, like you get your paperwork and the courts say bankruptcy discharged, because sometimes bankruptcies, they don't happen overnight. Like it's a process. The bankruptcy courts got to look at all the numbers, look at everything that you're filing. Number one, to make sure it's legit. And that's a whole nother podcast. But anyways, <laughs> You want to make sure you get your your paperwork that says chapter seven bankruptcy discharged. That means all of your debts in essence should be bankrupt. You got to run those credit reports because here's what happens. The bankruptcy courts, they will update your credit report. Now there's going to be a public record that says chapter seven bankruptcy discharged and what date. They send that information to the creditors some creditors are like, okay, bankruptcy, write it off in our books, donezo. But they forget to update your credit reports. So sometimes there's accounts on your credit report, they should all appear status bankruptcy 7 filed, bankruptcy chapter 7 filed every single account that was in the bankruptcy, the status needs to show that. Because if it doesn't, it still looks like an un Paid negative balance. Mm. So, yes, does bankruptcy affect your credit score? Absolutely. But, crazy as it may sound, if let's just say you filed bankruptcy two years ago and one of those accounts never got updated and it looks unpaid with a balance, that actually hurts your score more. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, first step to rebuild, make sure. All of the accounts that were in the bankruptcy reflect that way so that now step number two is the rebuild, the actual take action and let's start with a secured credit card. And yes, Charles, you're right. There is a formula Mm -hmm. as to what type of accounts you can get started with to make that rebuild Process easier.
1: Okay, yeah. So before you get into that, I just want to make sure that we uh, got step one. So that was like step one is basically, you know, don't run, (laughs) right? (laughs) Don't run from your situation. Don't bury your head and say, don't hide. Look (laughs) at your credit report. uh, Deal with it. Um, Either, you know, what I'm hearing is either file the bankruptcy if that's what you got to do, go through that process, or get help um, Mm -hmm. if that's what it takes. Or if you've after you've already done it, look at it. Like look at your credit report. Make sure everything is like as it should be. So you should be fully aware of your situation. First absolutely. step,
2: absolutely, okay. absolutely. Because a lot of people think I filed bankruptcy. Oh, I'm never going to be able to get credit again. So let's just not even go there. And then time all this time goes by, and they don't even realize that you can file a bankruptcy. And in a couple months, I mean, yeah. It could probably be like the next month. But in a couple months, like you can literally open a secured credit card. Yeah. Why? Because a secured credit card, you are giving your own money as a security deposit. And when you do that, in exchange, they give you a credit card for that same limit amount. So in essence, you're rebuilding your own credit because you're taking action. Mm-hmm. And yeah, opening up as little as one account, secured credit card to get your foot back into the door, that's going to set the tone for how quickly thereafter you can then start with a department store card. A department store card would be your second account that you would be opening up. But you have to be very intentional with it because not just any department store card is going to approve you. It has to be like a basic level, no rewards, no no payments for 90 days, interest-free, none of the promotions, a basic department store card. And once you have at least two open revolving accounts,
0: your credit scores can easily rebuild right after. Hey, quick break here. your victories. Just search "Empower You Financial" in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend.
1: Second step, it sounds like, is to open up some type of secured card. Yes. And the reason why that's important, because what I'm, I'm understanding is that from the perspective of the bank, is very little risk, right? Because you're you're giving me the money, the hard, the cash. Yep. Uh, up front. I'm gonna hold on to this thing. Usually, I think they hold on to it for like a year or something like that, right? Or yep. They yep. hold on to it. So just in case you max it out, the card. Let's say you you get a secured card for 500. You give the bank 500. They mm-hmm. hold on to the 500. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to show how you can manage credit, meaning you know, borrow 50, pay 50, mm-hmm. borrow 100, pay, and see how you do that. If you end up borrowing the whole 500, or you know, putting it on credit, they can cut off your card. And then pay themselves back by just using the money they already have from you. Exactly. Very little risk in that. Got it. Yep. Um, yeah. It, but they still can make money, obviously, because you're using the credit, and the credit comes with interest. So if you if you mm-hmm. well, you spend a hundred, but you only pay fifty, the next month you're going to pay a little bit more because of the interest, and they make money that way. Okay. Exactly. So that's just- Okay, so that's a secure car. So I did all that just in case some people were like what is what exactly is a secure car? That was car?
2: actually very well explained. Oh, yeah, cuz
1: you I've, I've had a few so <laughs> <laughs> know how this works. um, <laughs> um so it did um, so the department store car, we're talking about uh like your old navy um or mm-hmm. you know your Macy's or you know some of uh, Home Depot yeah. you know cards Home like Goods, Alta Oh, yeah. Uh, Marshalls. They got one, too. I think TJ Maxx. Yeah. Uh, So just small ones like that, usually what? $200, or $300 sometimes they'll start you off with.
2: Yeah. And that's super important to know, too. Because you're rebuilding, you got to realize these creditors, they're taking a chance on you. You know, you you just filed bankruptcy. They know you want to rebuild. But at the same time, like they need to protect themselves for losses as well. So don't like feel some type of way if you only get a $200 limit or a $300 limit cuz you're probably thinking well what the heck can I buy with that. They are testing the waters with you. The goal is to just open the accounts. <laughs> open the account, you know, buy something as soon as you get the card, pay it off completely before you get the bill. And keep that type of good credit behavior going because generally six months after you have that account open, you could request for a credit limit increase. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes on their own, they will review accounts every six months to see how you're doing and just magically you'll get an email or a letter in the mail saying, hey, we've increased your credit limit and it's, it's because of good behavior.
1: Yeah, and I can attest to that. I my um I think I had a Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Home Goods. I think it's all I think they all have the same company. And yeah. So I I had that card and that was one of my first cards, you know, when rebuilding. And I got it for $200 or whatever, had it for a little bit, used it every so often. And then um as I was rebuilding, I ended up getting a, you know, a six-figure job and you know other stuff happened. Next thing I know, um, I get an email from TJ Maxx credit card saying that they raised my limit to like twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what in the world do I need a twenty two hundred dollar limit at, you know, at Marshall's for TJ Maxx? Like, that is ridiculous. But never ended up really using that card. But yeah, to your point, um, they do they they do that. Um yeah. I can I could attest to that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I always tell my clients, don't wait for them to do it. You better mark your calendar for six months. (laughs) And then you could go online. A lot of credit card companies, you go online to their little online account. And there's like an option that says raise my credit limit or credit limit increase. And don't be like, okay, you're at $500. Don't be like, increase it to 5,000. No, it's baby steps, baby steps. Mm -hmm. Every six months, increase it by $1,000. So that one, what's really important is when you ask for an increase and it's low enough, nine times out of 10, they don't run a credit check. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have all these inquiries on all your accounts every six months. So when it's a little bit of an increase they're going to most likely put you on hold, review your actual account, like your habits, paying on time, all of that good stuff. And nine times out of 10, they will raise the limit for you. Now, if they do say, you know what, we can probably do it, but we got to run a credit check. Are you okay with that? I always say, say no, Mm -hmm. or be very mindful that if you say yes, it's going to be a hard inquiry because they're checking your credit Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have too many of those inquiries in a short window of time.
1: Because that could affect your score, right?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And depending upon what the goals are, you know, if you're trying to, I don't know, buy a car now in the next you know, couple of months after bankruptcy, which you very well can, but you don't want to have too many inquiries because then they're going to wonder, well, what the heck are you doing? Like you're Mm -hmm. trying to buy a car, but there's, five inquiries for credit cards.
1: You trying to run it up
2: again. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's and that's the thing is that a lot of people are so in tuned with my FICO score needs to be this that they forget dependent upon what transaction you're trying to make, buying a house, buying a car, getting a credit card, getting a loan, the score is the first thing they're going to look at, but they're also going to look at the contents of the report to see if they can see what your story is, mm. what your financial report card is looking like to them.
1: Mm. And that's interesting because you like when you <laughs> when you read me, <laughs> and you told me all about myself like this. Right? this yeah. So you're you're saying those people. That you know the the, the underwriters or whoever yeah. uh, will say, "Oh, let me take a look and let me let me really kind of paint a picture." Yes. It sounds like this person is either uh, a yeah making good decisions based on what I can see, or B uh, looks like they may be struggling and they're they're higher risk. We're not sure we want to we want to. Okay,
2: got exactly, it. Exactly, exactly, and that's really the purpose of the credit report is to tell your story. When a hardship happens, they can see exactly, oh, shoot, January 2017, everybody was 30-day late. Something happened. Yeah. Versus, you know, a 30-day late here on one account, another 30-day late three months later. Then it kind of looks like, well, you know, are you on auto pay? Did you forget to pay your bill? Like, what happened? They're so sporadic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Okay. So, okay. So, we got secured card. We got department store card. What are some other moves um, that you'd recommend? Let's say we we stay with this uh, scenario, just filed bankruptcy and I'm trying to rebuild.
2: Absolutely. So once you've had your accounts open for at least six months, six to nine months, your credit score should be up there again. So sometimes people are like, oh, it's going to take me forever to rebuild credit. It only takes forever if you never get started. If You get started today and you do, you know, what I recommend you to do in your situation in six to nine months, you should be at a decent credit score again. And when you are at that decent credit score, decent, at least a 620, 620 is where good credit starts, depending upon what you're trying to do. 620 is where good credit starts. So you at least want to be there. So that when you do apply for the next type of account, the the odds are in your favor for getting approved.
1: Mm.
2: Perfect world, I say 650. 650 is really where the financial institutions want you to be to consider you for then the major credit cards, the mm. Visas, MasterCards, Discovers, the Citibanks, the Chases, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those types of guys.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so what are your thoughts on, because I've heard, you know, some people say like, well, you could get a secured loan and that, you know, there should be different types of accounts other than credit cards on there. What are your thoughts on, on that?
2: So you want to be mindful for the type of loan that you're getting because yeah, um, you know, people go to like these rent to own places and they're like, loan. you know, there's a loan for nine months, 12 months. Here's the thing. And and sometimes your credit goals may not match with your financial goals. And here's what I mean by that. You're taking out a loan to be intentional about building credit. If that loan is only a six month, a 12 month, an 18 month loan, that's not going to really help you in the long run. The credit score wants every account to be open for at least two years. So if you're getting a loan that's only good for 12 months, guess what? At that 12th payment, that account is done. So you only get credit for 12 months of that loan being open. Mm. But unfortunately, the credit score is like, no, we want every account to be open two years. So it's going to help, but it's only going to help very, very little. See, length of credit history counts for 15% of your score. Mm. So if that length of credit history isn't there, you're, you're not going to go past a certain credit score. So loans are okay, but you don't need to get a loan in order to start building that good credit score. Mm. Really, the revolving accounts actually are the best option. Why? Because those accounts can be open forever. You can have one credit card open for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years mm-hmm. where the loan eventually is going to get paid off. And dependent upon how soon you do it, it may or may not weigh or impact that score in a positive way that you think it will.
1: Because mm, once you pay it off, it's just a closed account, right?
2: Exactly.
1: And exactly. even though it's, it was positive history that didn't hurt you, it doesn't necessarily help you because it's closed. There's not an active...
2: That is correct. Exactly. Mm. And, and that's the thing is, yeah, a lot of people are told, you know, go, go open up, you know, one of those loans. And when you have all of those loans and they're only like six months or 12 months to me, it's, it's, you're, you're just, I mean, it's helping at that moment, but Mm. in the long run, it's not. And in essence, a lot of people, are told to do this, thinking they're on the right track, but really I think in my personal opinion it's just wasting time. There are other accounts that are out there that you can rebuild with that are far more helpful to the score than the loans are
1: hmm okay mm-hmm. and so okay, so you're saying basically after you said six to nine months of having the secured the department store card and doing you know the right things with it yep. um, that you could see an increase in your scores. Absolutely. And so, talk to me about, a little bit more about the increase because it seems like there's some strategy around asking for increases every six months. Um, yes. I'm, I'm imagining that that probably has something to do with the um, what's it called the utilization. Absolutely. Like your, you know, can you explain to them what that is and and why that why that makes sense? To
2: yes. Do? So, a very big piece of your credit score, 30% of your credit score is looking at how you are using those credit cards, Um, specifically revolving accounts. A revolving account is anything that gives you a limit. So, whether it's your secured card, department store card, credit card, a line of credit, anything that gives you a limit, the score is monitoring how you're using that account. Now, in a perfect world, how credit cards were designed are short-term borrowing. You borrow the money, you pay it back in 30 days, and that's how that worked. Well, now you don't have to. You can borrow it, pay at least the minimum payment. Now that balance rolls over to the next month. You're paying interest on that most likely. When that balance rolls over it gets reported to the credit bureaus what your balance is at the time of date reported. If that balance is more than 30% of your limit, your score drops. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. So many people come to me and they're like, Eva, I have perfect payment history. I have never been late. Mm. Why are my scores in the 640s? I should be in the 700s. Mm Mm-hmm first question I ask is how are those credit card balances doing? Because yes, when you're over that 30% rule, your score drops. However, the closer you are to your limits, the more points you lose. Mm. So if your limit is only $300... $90, $90, you're at 30%. Like you probably bought groceries and now you're over capacity. Now your score is tanked.
1: <laughs> Got it. So that's see that's the other part of the game. So like, yeah, you, you start off with these low, you know, low kind of amounts mm-hmm. and you're using it and you're actively using it. But at the other end of it, if you decide to, you know, use over half of it or over 30% of it yeah. or, or max it out, even though you, you, you know, you may be, you know, paying on time or making minimum payments, you're not really helping yourself because you get penalized when you're over the
2: 30%. Exactly. And um, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, how would you, right? Who's who's teaching these things? Yeah. But that's why it's important every six months to raise your limits, not so that you can go, you know, max out, go crazy, but so that when you do use your card, you're not over that 30% rule and it's going to kill your score. Yeah. So yeah, the higher the limits, the the more wiggle room you have so that when you do use them, it's not negatively impacting that score.
1: Got it. And I'm just gonna do a quick little math thing, because you know, I used to be a math teacher. So thirty percent of three hundred is ninety dollars. Yep. But thirty percent of a thousand is three hundred dollars. So you you have more room. You know, to spend. So, you, you know, you can now spend up to 300 and still kind of be within that. And that's why it's important to ask for the increase because it yes. allows you to use a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I'll tell you this, and it is hard. Like when you start getting those increases, cause I, I remember, so I'll just tell, you know, just be vulnerable again. <laughs> but when I was doing really well, I started seeing increases I had never seen. Like I, I was like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, Mr. McGill, you now have 8,000. 10,000, you know. And I think my platinum, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think they said there was no limit on it. They were like, yeah, there's like there's, you don't have a limit. I was like, oh, I don't have a limit. Like, what you talking about? But, uh, Can I go I saw, buy a house
2: right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I found out like there was a there was a limit. There was like a hidden limit. I found it somewhere and it it was something really high though. But basically they were like, you know, if we ever sound saw, saw anything that high, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna be like, Hold on. Um but, um, but still, you know, it didn't have a reporting limit, you know, um, on the, and so I was just like, man, I'm like flexing. Like, this is so cool. But the problem was.
2: They should have a reporting limit. Like it should have said like a million dollars.
1: No, it really, it, it really didn't. It really didn't have. That's and I, and that's why I, I think someone told me that actually, that actually used to hurt me because the balance would show, but the limit wouldn't show. And, you know, sometimes like, it, like if, if it was, if it was at a good ratio, that could help me, but if yeah. it was at a bad ratio, it's good it didn't show the, the, the limit, you yeah, know, right. but you know, but anyway, so it was crazy because like, as I started to get more uh, credit and found myself with all this available credit.
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: i'll be honest like it was kind of like it's kind of like new money it's kind of like you know when you when you first get your uh you know the big (laughs) big contract you know for nfl or you know your entertainer and you're like oh my god i got all this money like you know start trying to ball out yeah and um you know that was a big mistake obviously because you know you got to pay all that back Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) it's yours tomorrow you do got to pay it back that's
1: right that's right so so it sounds like once you start rebuilding, the next part is and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the discipline of kind of maintaining you know
2: yes absolutely and 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 so, you know and and the thing is, and that's why like I don't know, like I just feel my coaching calls are so different because that's what I am teaching people mm. it's one thing to learn about the credit scores and how credit works and how to build and rebuild. But it's a whole nother level teaching discipline Mm. and why having these credit limits is a privilege and how it can open the doors for you. And like, you can literally have no money in the bank, but you can have a hundred thousand dollars in available credit. Like that's, powerful.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: So yes, it's a matter of being disciplined because if you're not being taught effective money management skills or credit management skills, you're most likely going to rack up and max out all of those credit cards again. Mm. Like, let's be real. Mm -hmm. You know, when I did work at the job that I worked at for 17 plus years... We would have repeat customers that I got. I knew families, I knew pet names, I knew kids' names because it was I got out of debt or I filed bankruptcy, I consolidated my debt. And then two, three years later, they come back in the same situation. And it's only because they never really were taught how to effectively manage their money Mm. or. Learned the discipline. Credit cards are great, but what are we really using them for? You should only really use them if you got money in the bank. You swipe, you use it, you then transfer money from your bank account to the credit card. And that's how it should be. Mm. But a lot of people aren't disciplined with that. And they use the credit as a crutch to get by hoping their situation improves the next month or the next few months but if nothing changes if you don't change habits then you're going to be in that vicious cycle again
1: wow yeah 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 wow so that tell yeah so there's there's a lot of things to um, to digest around this so yeah. I could try to bring it back so it sounds like the first things um, that we got to do is look at it we got to look at our situation mm-hmm. we got to be real with ourselves we got to confront it um and take the right steps, right? So either if it's getting help um from you know someone like yourself, an expert, um, or is it, you know, sometimes it's unfortunately you just gotta go ahead and bite the bullet and file bankruptcy or whatever it is, yep. deal with it. Um after you deal with it, make sure you run your report, know what's on your report. Gotta know what's on your report. Uh make sure it's accurate. And then you start to rebuild by getting a secured card department store card mm-hmm. and use it strategically um stay disciplined and ask for in- credit increases keep below 30 mm-hmm. percent. i'm trying to i'm trying to summarize it all yep. um and you should be good okay so if if uh um, so if they do all that then um they're on the road right they're on they're on the right path right
2: absolutely absolutely because doing that is going to lead to the bigger and better accounts oh. and and not just lead to the bigger and better accounts but it's going to lead to better financing options let's just say you take the right steps to rebuild your credit now you're going to get a you know, major credit card, Visa, MasterCard, Discover, CitiBank, all those guys. When you apply for that major card, again, they're still testing the waters. You know, you're six to nine months from bankruptcy. So we still got to see how things are being managed So when you have decent limits on the secured card and the department store card, chances are that major credit card is probably going to match those limits. Mm -hmm. So obviously, a lot of this has to deal with time. As time goes by, you just got to put in the work. But the ultimate goal is most likely either buying a large ticketed item like a car or a house. So you're doing all of this hard work to rebuild because the end game is when you buy those large ticketed items, you want to pay a low interest rate. Mm -hmm. You don't want to buy that Mustang for $30,000 at 22% interest. (laughs) So if you got those people around you that you know they just filed bankruptcy and a month later, they got themselves a car, they're paying an arm and a leg in interest on that car. So let's not rush into, okay, I got a clean slate. I get to start over. Let's go. No, let's be intentional and build strategically so that you're not falling into the same vicious cycle. Because if you borrow money at a high interest rate, that means high payment. That means Majority of your money is going towards their pocketbooks. Yeah,
1: and that sounds like that's how exactly how you get back in the cycle because the higher the payment, the harder it is to pay.
2: Yes, and if
1: it's hard to pay, you may not pay it, and then you back mm-hmm. into the cycle. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and um, wrap us up and get us out of here. Uh, a bit of a lot of good information once again, Eva. Uh, so, if you could leave the folks with one one last. Uh, nugget, um, you know, and, and, and and how I'm going to, to f- uh, frame this is we got the steps, we got all the steps. Um, and let's say we have someone who's heard this podcast and like, man, that sounds like, okay, I, I think, I think I know what I'm, you know, I think I know what to do, but oh, man, I just, I don't know. Will this really work for me? Like, ah, you know, I feel like I just, this is so frustrating. You know, what would you say to that person, you know, who's, you know, they, wanted, they, want, they want to get started, they, they want to, but they just feel like, man, I don't know, it, just, it hasn't been working out for me and I just, I don't have a lot of faith in this whole credit thing.
2: Right. Call me. Call me. Let's talk about it. Let's set that session up and talk about your situation because who are you talking to? Are you talking to other people that are in that situation and now you're all stuck? Or are you talking to people that know the system, that know what it takes to rebuild and get your feet back on track? Those are the people you want to be hanging out with. And as ugly as it may feel and as heavy those weights may feel, there are options. You may think you are so far away and you are probably like literally two inches away. But you won't know that until you speak with a professional about it. So I don't know about you. This whole 2020 thing has been nuts. But like, let's go. Let's go. Because 2021 is around the corner. We are practically done with this year. Let's take charge now. Because at the end of the day, you know, if, if you have a spouse do it for them. If you've got kids, do it for them. If you got grandkids, do it for them. It's now time to, to stop the ugly, vicious cycles. Let's just go. Let's get your finances on track. Let's create a game plan to help you reach those goals so that the information I give you, you can take that information and literally change your family situation and their children's, children's situation so that now you're in essence building a better foundation for your entire family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Well, you guys heard it. Um, great job. Um, amazing. Uh, (laughs) I said amazing. See, we're back (laughs) to it. All right, guys. Uh, we will, uh, see you guys in the next episode.
2: Thanks guys. Take care.
0: Bye. Thank you.